Welcome to Showing Up For You, where the conversations are hard but need to be had. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Sean. We're using our life's experiences to help us process the next steps. We're excited to have you. And we back for another episode of Showing Up For You. Today, we're going to talk about trust. Sean, how are you feeling? This is this is a good one. This is really a good one. I'm excited. Me too. I think that this is a great topic to come off of last week. You know, we talked about false narratives. So if you haven't had the opportunity, go back, give that one a listen. We kind of spilled our guts a little bit and we're probably going to do the same today. So I'm super excited for us to just, um, yeah, have this conversation you know, trust is an ever-evolving conversation. I think whether we subconsciously know it or consciously know it, right? it's a conversation that we're having just, probably just about every day with people, you know, whether that's in your workspace and friendships and, you know, romantic relationships. It's just super important. And um, I kind of just wanted to open it up with why is trust so important in a relationship? Man. Wow. Okay. Just throw it at me like that. You know what? Every time I hear trust, I think of um, the scene in the office where Jim hides Andy's phone and he's like <laughs> looking for it. <laughs> and I want to tell people like, I don't trust you, Phyllis. So like my, <laughs> my thought process, um, I actually like my, the way I see trust is it is necessary in every relationship. I guess it can be situa- situational, mm-hmm. but um are you one in a specific like relationships, you know, as far as where you're, you know, your intimate partner, our friends. I mean, like, because trust all goes all the way to your employees. I trust that you will do your part so I can do mine. Yeah. Right. It's an expectancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to, you know, your friends. Like I trust that I can confide in you when I vent mm-hmm. um, to your partner. I trust that you are present for me and that you can, communicate you know the right way trust is in every relationship you know to an extent right what do you think right yeah I agree with you on a lot of that I think that for a long time I kind of made a generalization about trust Mm. that you know this is if you fit these boxes or you know check off these boxes or you know, you fit into this box that I've made of what I think that trust is that I kind of like lay that across all boards. But I would say that as I'm learning more about trust, as I'm learning more about trusting, I'm realizing that it is situational. It um, It's different. It's in different settings. It's in different contexts. And um, it's something that I'm learning so much that I don't know much, but like I'm trying to learn. Does that make sense? Yeah. I actually thought it was kind of interesting when you were just talking about this like box and then you just said like, it's a box that you check off. And I'm curious to know what that looks like. Um, Because is it more of like in my workspace, this is what you need to do for me to trust you to like finish a deadline. Or is it like in a relationship, these are the things that show that I could trust you. What do you mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely would say in a work setting, um, I bring expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, for you to get something done or for you to get a task done or whatever. And if you do those things, I trust you. Right, right. Whether, 
you know, whether that's fair or not, I just know that's something that I have done. Um, Mm. But also I've seen that hinder me in other, in certain ways as well. Like I should have been more trusting with a project or let my hand go of it and let somebody, you know, carry it further because they could have taken it further than I did. Mm. But I was, you know, being so like strong arm towards it. Um, So I would definitely say in a work setting, um, I would put, you know, boxes um, on people and expect them to check them off in order for me to trust them. But um, I think in friendship, I be, oh, I'm going to take back what I was going to say. I'm not always the most trusting in friendship. And so I think that there have been times just because I'm jaded, but I'm trying to be better about that. But I've seen that people need to, you know, show me that I can trust them and whatnot. And then relationally, that's just a whole other ballgame wow. for me. No, all that is so cool. It's um, it's in, it's really cool and it's intriguing because, again, like something that you're saying makes me think of something that I've experienced or that I'm like struggling or feeling, mm-hmm. struggling with or feeling. So um, even to your you know to your point of you 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 don't want to hand something off, right? You know because I'm not trusting that you'll do it. Not that that person is incapable. But right. because you got trust issues, mm-hmm. right? And um, that does that's that's um, unfortunate in the workspace. That's also unfortunate in a relationship. Um, on a smaller scale, like I I do that here at home. Like, let me do it because I don't trust that you'll do it right. When essentially you're not going to do it my way. You're going to do it right, but because it's not my way, I don't mm-hmm. trust it. So I overwhelm myself, and I cause myself so much stress and anxiety. Because now I'm doing everything because I don't trust anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's torturing. You know what I mean? That's self-sabotage. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that you said that um, because even though we are talking about trust, you're going to, you know, because I don't trust you, I'm essentially hurting myself. Yeah. Um, and it kind of leads me to my, I guess, next question is um, like how, I guess, where did you learn how to trust? Like at what point did you learn about trust or how you should trust people? Mm-hmm. I believe that most of us, you know, we learn trust at an early age. Um, where that comes from is all different. Um, for me, I learned how to trust through my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, a, she's a sing, she was a single mom, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like me and her in a lot of my early years. And And so I observed her like in a way her trust was transferable to me. So Mm. the way that um, I watched her navigate the world and um, navigate friendship with people, um, I saw like, okay, at what point do I trust information or sharing my life with somebody um, who is trustworthy in my life? You know, when I was younger, I, uh, my mom's best friend, who's still, she's my auntie to this day. um, But I saw how much trust that she put into my auntie. Mm. And that's something that I saw their friendship. So I learned trust and friendship through them because I got to observe that. And it's funny because my best friend in the whole entire world, so many people tell us that we're almost like a little like mini of Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. they, the time that they met her and I met and all the things, but Mm -hmm. I say all that to say of just like, I watched her um, navigate trust in a very different way and Mm -hmm. so then you know I could just for a long time in my life I just took like the way that she trusts and the way that she navigated it 
I took on a lot of those same attributes as well. And so I learned Mm -hmm. it, you know, from her and I learned how to trust family based off of her. I learned how to trust friends. I learned um, how to even trust like coworkers, you know, our French, the friendships that she made, you know, in the work setting, I got to sit and observe that and see like, at, to what extent do you have, you know, close proximity with those people or do you not? Do you kind of like hold back? So I would say that's um, where I learned how to trust. Wow. That's a lot of like um, gauges. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're able to, like you said, like kind of just see different um, aspects of trust and like, how did she do it and why did she do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, so I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and my um, my great aunt after my grandmother passed. And so I learned a lot of like this old school mentality of like you feed the whole neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. So like my grandma and my like my um, my aunt Essie, my great aunt, um, she would like welcome the whole neighborhood in the house to eat. And I'm like, oh, my God, like why? <laughs> why are there so many people in my house it's already enough of us yeah but she like was very trusting like she was very open and she was very giving mm-hmm. and so on that end I'm like she had a heart and she saw past like things that other people would be cautious about so her trust was more giving right mm-hmm. then my mom which I feel like I love what she taught me is she trusted with like limits So, you know, it's like, I don't trust you as far as I could throw you or whatever. Right. Right. And like my biggest example of that and um, my biggest example of that would be like when I was in high school, you know, there was a guy I was dating and my mom wasn't too like ready to let me go and date him out in the world. Mm -hmm. So she would invite him and his friends over and hang out with me and my sisters and she would make a big dinner like every week or so. Yeah. And they would be able to stay for dinner. And her her idea was that I might not trust these guys, but instead of, you know, pushing my kids away and letting them, you know, they, they might run out and do something that, you know, is unsafe. She'd rather bring everybody under her roof and have observation over it all. Mm-hmm. It's so, like making a controlled environment. Right. And mm-hmm. so what I loved is that everybody was happy. You know, we understood and we weren't like crazy so we didn't do anything crazy, but it was just the idea that we did get to have our company um, under her provision. And she didn't like hover over us. Right. She cooked dinner. We all had dinner together. And like she stayed at a distance and she gave it, um, uh, she gave us space to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And at the same time as a parent, she was like, this ain't gonna fly under my roof. Right. right. <laughs> That's true. So, So I look at that and I'm like, okay, my aunt was very trusting. Um, My mom trusts with observation, Mm -hmm. right? Or trust but verify, right? Right. (laughs) And so that's what I could appreciate. And that's that's what helps me kind of some, it is situational, kind of like when you're talking about work or friendships or relationships. Mm -hmm. There are times I do feel like I could be very giving and very open and very forward. And then there's times that I don't feel guilty about drawing back. And not giving all of myself or not committing to, you know, um, a certain situation. Wow. That's really cool. It's also like really cool to hear your experience because like I grew up in Washington, you grew up in L.A. And so just like in my head, I was like, people in L.A. don't trust nobody. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's so like if I'm real, like hearing that, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So if anybody is inspired to move to LA, people will trust you there. Is is LA? You know what? It was very. I learned a lot about family in LA. Mm-hmm. People have their, you know, their their issues or you know their preconceived notions, but mm-hmm. um, I'll always go. Family is there. I'll always yeah. go back. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, you know, based off of what we're talking about, we learn trust, you know, from certain spaces, but like at some point in our lives, we begin to make the transition of defining trust for ourselves, what trust means to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like how we then decide to navigate it. So I'm wondering like, what was that moment for you when you decided to, you know, learn how to build trust for yourself? Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. So building trust for myself, I, like I said before, I did take a lot of what I learned, but I also have to remember that like what I learned was from like my great aunt who was like, this was years ago and you can't just let everybody in your house now. Right. Right. (laughs) Same with my mom. I have to consider that what she taught me was great for that time, but like people, you know, things are different now and, and, you know, you're, you can't be as open. Um, so I think for me, like my experiences look closer to, um, I guess I have to see you in an open situation before I can let you into a private situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm not so willing to bring you into a private situation. Right. And so when it looks like for relationships, Um, my husband knew my family before we could be, you know, together. So he saw me in a family setting. Um, and my trust was built with how he treated me or how he observed or how he respected my family. Right. Um, and then I can let him into my personal life. When I look at friends or coworkers, it's the same thing. I want to see you in your environment before I welcome you into my personal space. So I'm more of the observant type. That's where I build my trust. And then I'm like, you seem to be doing okay there. Let me give you, you know, take two steps forward. Like, <laughs> come closer. So that's, yeah. that's how I have to do it. And of course, like you said before, it could be situational. But um, I feel like there's, you know, we're in a day and age, you got to be way more cautious. Um, no matter how old school we want to be, no matter how family-based we want to be, um, I have to look at it differently. What about you? Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. I actually had written down myself, um, like observed behavior. Mm-hmm. So I want to see you in an environment. I want to see you operating in whatever space. Like, I feel like I can get like a grasp of like people's truest selves when like they're in a space that they're like super passionate about or they're in a space that they absolutely dislike. So like in the extremes, <laughs> Oh my and so I think like, I know that's really harsh and a little bit like hardcore, but like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, those are super like telling moments. And so like, I know that those are spaces to where, um, I know that I can build trust with you. Cause I'm also like, I know one of my strengths is like individualization. And so I can find small pieces in recognize them in people and be like, oh, I know that I can really in this space. And so like we can trust each other in this space. Mm. But also like 
I would say like in spaces that I build trust are in vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. And I take that like across the board. So like in a work setting, uh, you know, say we're presenting a project um, to, you know, I work kind of in the creative field. And so if I'm presenting something with a coworker, even like they're observing me, that's super vulnerable. Like when you're bringing a project, you know, to the table, mm-hmm. it's super like hard. And so how somebody responds to that space can really help um, build trust, you know, whether it's we're working together or even like you're critiquing me in that space. Like if I feel like I'm being torn down, how is it that I feel like I can actually trust in that space? Right. Wow. Um, And then like with friendships, like, you know, college was a big transitional friendship year for me. It it was weird. It was awkward. I not many, you know, of my friends went to the same college as me. So I was like, how do I make friends one on one? Like anybody have the answers? No. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) And I think a lot of us go through that, but it's like, you had to go through like the awkward phases of like, I don't know where this is on campus and neither do you. And both of us feel exposed and awkward, but did we navigate this together? Great. I trust that you and I can solve problems together. I trust that you and I can, you know, go through awkward moments together. Um, But then, you know, kind of to the relational side, I think that I so closely knit trust um, to like feeling protected. Mm. And so if I don't feel protected by, you know, my partner, I don't feel trust there. And so, and that's just like probably the most vulnerable space that I kind of enter into. And so I do think that, um, you know, again, I can't make a generalization, but I think like if I had to, it's just like vulnerable moments is where I build trust with people. Mm, That's good right there. Man, that's so good. Okay. Okay. I, then I have to know, like, how is it that you see yourself like distributing trust? Like, you're talking about coworkers and relationships and friendships. Like, what is it, what does it look like to distribute a certain amount of trust to a coworker, a certain amount of trust to someone you're intimate with, a certain amount of trust to your homegirl, your best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? <laughs> I'm bad. See, like this topic is great, but I'm like realizing I'm so bad at trust oh and I want to be better about it. But I, I'm going to tell you the answer that I want, and then I'm going to tell you the answer that I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to be the person who gives trust more freely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in a work setting, that's where I can give it the most freely now. I wasn't always that way, but I think now I realize, like, teaming is so much better than ever trying to get a task done by yourself. And so I trust until I'm given a reason not to trust until, you know, you drop the ball or you don't, you know, hold yourself accountable, like for your failures, you know, or whatever, you know, it may end up being. And so I want to be more trusting freely on all boards, but I would say that's like the one piece um, of where I kind of give it freely, but, Mm -hmm. you know, with friendship, I think that I've been so deeply hurt in friendship at a very early age And so I don't give trust in that space Mm -hmm. um, immediately. Like, I'm just going to be really honest. Like, I still feel that there's certain times that people feel the need to prove their trust to me before I'm willing to give them mine. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been um, 
I was reading Brene Brown's Daring Greatly book and she talks about like vulnerability in her book and she had said something that I feel like relates to this. She was like, we long for people to be vulnerable with us so that we can then be vulnerable with them, but we'll, we'll never be the ones to lead with it. But we long for them to bring it first. Wow. I was like, okay, Renee, I did not ask you to come for my life. <laughs> I did down. it. Right. Down, ma'am. And I'm so guilty of that. I'll be honest. Like mm-hmm. in friendship, I will like, I'll be that person. Tell me your things. I'll be there to process it with you. Mm-hmm. I want to be there, you know, to be present for you. But then when the question gets flipped or like asked about me, I'm like, oop, my wall's up because I don't trust you yet. And that's wow. unfair. You know, because mm-hmm. then it's like in my head, I'm like that that's manipulative jazz. You right. should not, you know, be acting like that or whatever. So but I will be honest, like I do in a way like I give parameters mm-hmm. in friendship of like, OK, I'm going to give you. Th- this is one thing, actually, I'm really good at. I'll make you feel like, you know, so much about me, but you like actually don't know nothing at all. Shady. Dang, I was like, OK. <laughs> I'm I'm really just like laying a bear out here. I need to chill out. <laughs> Again, showing up for you. I'm working through this and I'm trying to be better. Don't you guys forget it. <laughs> like, gotcha. No, this is a no judgment zone. This is a judgment free zone. Mm-hmm. Say what you. <laughs> oh, so bad. I that just took me. I was like, okay. You know what? We all have our moments. So you you are not the only one. For thank you, thank you for making me feel so seen in that moment because I'm like, dang it, I'm the only one. I'm shady. Listen, no, you are not. But we are like, especially I'll speak from my experience when you've been hurt by friends in your life or people that you felt like you could trust. It you then carry that onto new friendships, and that's not fair. Oh, it's not. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I actually wrote down that um, trust can be given or taken away based off of past hurts. And that was actually what I was going to say next, because Bring I feel in. like roles that like people play in our you know past experiences, um, you know, like you said, if it was like a best friend that you had, and now you have a potential new close friend, and you are distributing trust based off of who hurt you before. And that new friend had no idea that they were being judged so closely. You know what I mean? So, um, that kind of hurt me (laughs) moving on. No. Um, so let me see. So for me, it, it has to go a few different ways. Um, as far as like distributing trust, because it could be one out of two ways. It could either start off, you could start off fully trusted and like it'll chip away or, um, you could start off. I don't trust you. I'm not going to be rude to you. You're not an evil person. I just have no reason to trust you. And then you gain my trust. Right. Mm. And, um, I, there's a um, pastor that was speaking on being unfaithful to his wife. And one of the things he said was that trust is lost in buckets and gained in drips. And that shook me because it's not only in like an intimate relationship, right? And so for me, um, my, like, so for friends, I feel like I can meet you I don't trust you you're gonna earn that you know what I mean yep um I have a limit I would say like you know contingency or whatever Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to like my husband like I have this overabundance of forgiveness and trust because 
we 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 going to ride till the wheels fall off, you know. Yeah. So different relationships calls for different gauges of trust. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't go through issues of, hey, you really like strip some of this trust away and you need to like help me. You know, we need to get back to this. Mm-hmm. But um, it does go to um, I, I, I see him differently. I have to see all sides. Right. Um, so distributing trust, like I said, it looks different. It's either it's one out of two ways. You could either start off fully trusted or you can start off with nothing. And the interesting thing is sometimes um, we're more forgiving of a new person, like losing our trust than we are of like a family member or an old friend. And I yeah. think because we are like, you had time to know that I don't like this. And so we're like less forgiving. Right. And so, like I said, but for me, um, with close relationships, I need to like, it's like, of course your trust, my trust factor is high. Um, but it could be chipped away. Mm -hmm. Um, but outside of that, you got to earn that. We, we will start off great, you know, friends, associates, right. Um, and then let's be honest, like we all have people that we love in our lives, but we don't trust in certain situations. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, um, I have a friend that I would like, I, I love to go to the gym with. I love to hang out with. Would I give this friend my car keys? No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's my level of trust in that relationship. You know, yeah. that yeah. that doesn't mean that they did anything particularly to me. But maybe I just they just weren't granted that kind of trust. You know, we all have that. Oh, that's, I'm a, I feel my soul is on fire right now because you're just saying all of, all of the right things. Um, <laughs> where are we like this? Like, this I know. Obviously uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Like anybody else like uncomfortably laugh or is that just us? <laughs> Anyways, moving forward. How... Do you handle being confronted about distrust in a relationship? Because there's another side to this. I kind of just exposed myself and we're going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> just drop that on me. <laughs> Dirtbag. Okay. So listen, she is like, she's intentionally doing this. She's like, <laughs> okay. So my flaw, my, um, what is my, my toxic, you know, my toxic characteristic <laughs> Is that um, I assume I'm being attacked when like you do something to break my trust. Mm-hmm. This is like this. This is me being very um, open. And like I said, I have to use my closest relationships as example. So my husband, um, I, I, I used to have this habit of assuming that like I was just being head on intentionally attacked when my trust was broken or my trust was like, you know, um, compromised. And I would completely disregard the idea that, that the other person just made a mistake or that they were, that it was intentional. Like in my mind, that's impossible. You woke up and chose to like hurt me. Like that's like, that's violence. You chose chose violence. Yes, I get it. That's how selfish I was where I would like assume you meant to do this, you know, Mm. and um, it's it's what what sucks is that on the other side, I have been the person to unintentionally do something and like drop the ball 
and therefore cause like, hey, yeah, I don't, you know, I I trusted you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I have to like, I, I have to see it differently. You know, um, I remember there was like this really, really important appointment, you know, slash like interview that I was going on and I had been preparing for months and me and my husband laugh about it now. So don't worry guys, but um, <laughs> I had been preparing for months. And so um, my husband was working a lot and um, I had arranged for the kids to like to be picked up from the daycare and all this, you know, stuff. And I got to the interview and um, all I know is like mid appointment, I'm getting calls off the hook, like ring, my phone's ringing off the hook and they're like, hey, like you should come get your kids. What's going on? Like your kids are here and we're close. Like, it was just like I, I was hours away from being able to do oh, anything about no. it. And I'm like, where's my husband? He's supposed to be doing this. And I couldn't reach him either. So my heart went from like, oh, man, like, why is he, you know, he he, he did something wrong to like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I hope he's OK. So yeah. now I'm not even like present in this interview that I've like prepared for months for this thing. So when I finally find him, he like admits that he forgot and he was like working and all this. Now, in my mind, I went from being concerned about him to just like. Oh, you sabotaged my, like, I went all the way full force on a thousand. Like, in my mind, I'm like, why would you do this to me? Right. And I did not consider that he actually could have made a mistake. There, this is human error. You know what I mean? I can't blame him for, like, I can't call him this, like, a, this person that's attacking my trust or this person that just went full force and was like, I'm going to do something to make her not trust me. Mm -hmm. I can't say that. What I can say is he, he was forgetful in that moment, that moment. And he could have had better priorities in that moment. But what I truly can't say after like having to understand his side is that he just chose to like, you know, attack. Mm -hmm. And so what I think that, and it caused, it just caused this great conversation in our relationship where I had to stop thinking that every time something happened, it was a selfish perk on I had to think selfishly and go, you did this to me on purpose. Right. When reality is friends, family members, spouses, sometimes they make mistakes. You are so hurt, though, that you can't see it as a genuine mistake. Right. And you just know that they like declared war on you. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled with that for so long. And I had to back up and go, goodness, like, because I, I know that there are times I forgot stuff. Pregnancy brain is real. Yes. Okay, like mm -hmm. there are so many times I've done something and I'm like, I didn't mean it, but the outcome looks bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I struggle with that for a long time. And there's all my business. Ooh, <laughs> you better go get them kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are making things worse. Like, He's going to come get you. That you. I oh, no. <laughs> Isaac, if you're listening, I love you. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Oh my gosh your turn Man. you go <laughs> as somebody who is not married I'm like that sounds like my worst nightmare and I can totally like I can sympathize for how you felt because mm -hmm. wow my heart just dropped listening to that story for me I think that it looks like you don't care about me 
And that's, it's the same kind of attack, right? But it's just, I guess the verbiage is different, but it just tells me you didn't, you don't care about me. You didn't take me into consideration. That, that's it. Just Mm -hmm. those, you know, those two things. And I think like you had mentioned, it comes out of a place of hurt and frustration. I think for me, a lot of it is just like deep rooted in other things, but it just tells me that you don't care and... Like you said, I'm not, once I'm in that mindset, my trust feels lost. I feel dismissed. I don't feel heard. Um, And then when I'm there, I can't even think of any other outcome. I can't think of you drop the ball on something. I can't, you know, get into the mindset of maybe, you know, you, it just so happened to slip your mind and it wasn't like anything that serious or not even thinking about like, maybe they didn't know that it would make me feel like they don't care about me, Mm. you know? And so I then just end up projecting. I'm a hardcore projector when I'm in like that unhealthy mind space of just Mm -hmm. being like, you don't care about me and there. And that's like a really unfair, you know, on my end space to just be like, you just in a way, like stop trusting people for no valid reason. And then what do you do with that? You know, how do you recover from that? Can you recover from that? Like, those are then questions I end up like going through my mind. Dang. So then, well, because like all that is actually like perfectly said, because like I said, I, I had that exact experience. Um, and yeah, being with somebody and like working on this hard relationship, you have to see it differently. Like you're forced to like get out of your own head. And so back to like my example, um, I, I had to look at what was happening in my husband's life. Mm-hmm. I was doing something very, very important he also was doing something very, very important. Um, could it have happened differently? Yes. Um, but who knows what was going on with his day? You know what I mean? And trust me, like nowhere in this was there like excuses made. And and the, the interesting thing is like, I'm like, you feel crappy enough without me like going off on you because you dropped the ball as a family man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I had to step back and I had to say like, Dang, how hard was your day that you were able to do something to affect me, knowing you didn't wake up and choose to like, how can I screw up her day today? Like you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you're right. It's like our first thing is to go to like, you did this to me, but we have no idea. Why did your boss make you stay late? What was happening? What coworker caused you to have to do the thing you had to do? And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it then makes me ask, um, would you still withhold trust from another if you had the opportunity to stand in their shoes? So you're right. You're, you're, you're telling me right now, Jasmine, like, this is what I think it is. Attack, attack. And like I said, I thought the same way. Right. But if you could go back in those situations that you might have in mind and stand in that person's shoes, knowing they might not have intended to do it, they weren't intentionally like, how can I screw her up? Would you then like distribute some more trust or handle it differently? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I I don't think I've ever, the way that you just worded that question, I've never thought about it in that way. But absolutely, like if I had the opportunity to go back and change that, it would have been dramatically different. And if anything, I might have been like, how is it that we can best show up for each other because mm-hmm. clearly I'm needing you to show up for me in a certain way, but I need to show up for you as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the approach to that conversation, you know, would have been entirely, entirely different. Like when 
I was in college, um, I was in a relationship with a guy and I ran track in college and there was one meet that, um, kind of corny, but it meant a lot to me in the moment. Mm-hmm. He always like wrote me notes prior to my meets. Cause I always had like a note card with like a scripture on it and a words of inspiration to like get me going. Mm-hmm. And he would always contribute to my note. And there was like a really big meet that I had that he did not contribute to it. And I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, hello, like, this is our thing. You know, like what I was just mad. And mm-hmm. I was like, you don't care. You don't care that this is a big deal to me. He had one of the biggest presentations of his life the following day, but I was so selfish and had my mindset on what I needed to accomplish. And like, and that came with just like immaturity as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of factors involved there, but you know, that's the one situation that sticks out in my mind of like, how is it that I could have, you know, wrote him a letter maybe Mm. and really gave him, you know, that push of like what he needed the next day right and whatnot or even just like I think that so many things where distrust can happen can literally be solved with the smallest conversation but we get stuck into these you know mindsets of like me 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 I need it to benefit me you know I need it to I need to whatever I need to fulfill in my heart I need that to go first before I can actually like contribute to anything else where I think that trust is most present when you give yours first. Right. Wow. And that's such, it's a huge step. So like, you know, guys, we're not making it seem like this is just so easy peasy. Mm -hmm. We we obviously have both struggled (laughs) and um, probably are continuing to, if I speak for myself, but there's (laughs) big facts (laughs) on me. Um, You know, when, when I thinking about like trust and how we, I guess, challenge it and how we're so, it's so easy to like lose it. Um, If we do fail to see on the other side, like, like I said, with me, my husband, I have to look at, okay, let's look at the active steps on how to prevent this from happening again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to be so quick to like take trust away from you. But a lot of times, like, like I said, trust is easily lost. Um, And when you think about it, trust is, is, it can lead to unforgiveness, um, especially when we're like distrusting people over like small mistakes. Like you are going there. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. we like, we, well, it's true. Like once we like pull trust away, like unforgiveness replaces that because we even spoke about it lately before is like we're intentional or unintentional about not trusting the next person to fill that role. Yeah. Because of the mistakes the last person made. And what would happen? If we went back in time and like looked at all the times we were, you know, our trust was like we had to take trust back. Was it a mistake? Was it intentional? Was that person ready to give what I expected? Was that person, you know, prepared to handle this thing, you know, Um, or like was it genuinely like a small mistake and we blew up about it? You know what I mean? I think I was telling you this offline is like marriage will make you look at yourself like and see and like address your ugly monsters. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. before I got married, I was perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about? Duh. Duh. <laughs> and like I got married and I was like, oh dang, that's, that's what I said. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I have to like throttle back. I can't just go straight LA on my husband every time. Like Sean. No, no you, man. <laughs> listen. <laughs> He's from Washington. He ain't he not ready. But like, 
I can't. That's not cool. That's not mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at, like I said, distrust leads to unforgiveness. And like, yeah. then, you know, that leads to like how we see people in the future and like it affects our relationships going forward. And now we don't want no friends because every friend we had, you know, had an issue or we, right. you know, didn't trust every friend based off of possibly something that could have been discussed. Yeah. No, that's so true. Even like when, you know, when you're talking about like you're so exposed, like in marriage, I know for me where I feel like I got exposed is was actually after a breakup. Mm. I had to sit and look at myself and be like, <laughs> yeah, what you said, I probably would have questioned that. Too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like there are so many moments like in our lives where like we have to look at, you know, things. But and then like as a single woman, man, I cannot tell you how many times that I've like genuinely like said to friends of mine, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't trust a single man. And for me, that stemmed from my dad. I don't trust mm. my dad. So therefore, why would I wow. trust like another man? Why would I trust somebody to protect my heart? Why would mm. I trust somebody to share my life with? Like, there's like so many things. But again, it all just goes back to how is it, how is that fair? It's not right. You know, and that, that unforgiveness, it literally, it's just like, it's the silent killer, you know, where it just like sits there and it seeps. I think that like one thing that I was thinking about, um, as we were preparing for this topic was like, for me, trust and grace go hand in hand. And if one can't go without the other. Oh my God. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Wow. Okay. You need to slow your roll. (laughs) And um, goodness, Um, but you, you, you know, what you're talking about is actually a lot of people's story. So I don't want you to brush over that that fast because, you know, our parents are our first role models of men and women. You know, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of men that don't trust women because of the way their mom did a certain thing. And that's scary. Right. And just to like, just to like bring it here, you know, I, I know your relationship with your dad Mm -hmm. and I look at the idea that even even just what that represents, whether it's somebody's dad, whether it's their mom, whether it's their first boyfriend, look at what that person did. Was that person ready to be the role that they were called to be in your life? Yeah. Was you know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's not a matter of whose fault that was. It's a matter of. I'll speak I'll speak for mine. I told my dad straight up, I realized you weren't ready to be a dad or a husband. And that's why you impacted my life the way you did. And Mm -hmm. he didn't take offense because he actually agrees right now. His role affected the way I see men Mm -hmm. because now I know what I do or don't want. And I feel like you are exemplifying the same thing. There's things that you're like, hey, I don't want this, but let's address. Was was your dad ready to be what you needed? No, that's Mm -hmm. the reality of it. Yep. Could he, did he have the material or the support or the upbringing to be that? No. And that's not a slash on anybody. Mm-hmm. Think about your first boyfriend or your first real best friend, right? Mm-hmm. They could probably made mistakes because they didn't know how to be committed or faithful or know how to like speak your love language. Like these are things we yeah. don't learn until we're adults. And so when we look at these roles, it's really unfair to say, I don't, like anybody else that would fill this role in the future because mm-hmm. of this unprepared, immature, not responsible acting person who ruined it for everybody else. Yeah. And that's that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. 
And it makes me think like, I think I'm at the point in my life where I let that be my story and I let that be my narrative for so long. Mm -hmm. And then I ask myself like, do you want that to be it for forever? Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm just going to let everybody sit with that because (laughs) I still like, there are times where, you know, I want to fall, you know, into that, you know, unforgiveness that I feel or the narrative that has, you know, been so intertwined in my life for so long, but I get to the point where I'm like, no, I don't want that to be my narrative anymore. I don't want to be, okay, here's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. The more, un- the more trust that I don't give others, the more I stop trusting myself. Whoa. Meaning I don't trust my intuition. I don't trust my heart. I don't trust my mind. I don't trust things about myself. Therefore, I can't enter into a relationship with a man. Therefore, I can't have a new friend. Therefore, I can't because of past hurts. But I've grown Mm. so much, you know, over the years. Why is it that I don't trust my growth? Why is it that I trust my unforgiveness? Whoa. Well, obviously, you're putting priority in some source that does not need that value because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of scary is yeah. like why are you this the, the most silent voice like what is what voice is louder than louder than yours that you feel like you can't trust yourself you know what I mean that mm-hmm. could be different things like I feel like for everybody like you know that could be anything and anyone but that is a real thing is like we don't it's like our opinion doesn't matter And I guess maybe you get used to things happening to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dang, that's scary. Kind of going into this, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, and I'm just going to speak like as a woman, I feel as if women, we don't trust ourselves enough. Mm. Right? And I'm just wanting to know, like, from your point of view, like, why is it that you don't think that we trust ourselves enough you know, have you seen moments in your life where you're like, yes, I trust myself and I'm confident in this and what has that looked like? But also, like, have you had other moments where you don't feel as if, like, you trust yourself? Well, yes. Yes and yes. Um, and I think that if you are, I think you're appropriate for tying it to confidence because there are times that I wanted to do something or wanted to be open or free in a thing, whether personal or, like, exposed and I, I felt like I wasn't worthy or I felt like I would be shamed or I felt like I would be looked down upon or I felt like I'd be judged, you know, by a group of people. And so I then feel like my opinion of myself must not be valid or valuable mm-hmm. because if I did it and it got the negative reaction, I'd be wrong and I can't afford to be wrong. Like I'm trying to prove a point to the world. I'm trying to make a, a, a stance. Like I'm trying to be a certain kind of woman in my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to do what I want to do. And therefore I don't trust my, my, my opinion of myself or like what I want to do, because you're going to look at me this way, or you're going to say that I'm this, or you're going to say that I'm that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this, um, in, um, false narratives. It's like, we get so caught up on lies or like we, we get so caught up on like how we see other people based off of lies. Right. But like, we're doing that to ourselves as well. It's like, I don't want to be seen as a certain type of woman or I don't want to be 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on a more surface level, there are memes and stuff that I see on like social network and I want to repost it so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But I know there are a lot of people out there that won't visualize me saying those things or they'd yeah. be like, really? Mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. You're a mom or you're a wife. Right. And so I, I let myself believe that what I'm saying about myself must not be the right advice or the right turn to make. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's like you mentioned it earlier, like we're not the loudest voice in our head when we mm-hmm. should be. Right. Thing that sucks. That does suck. Do you ever notice that like, and I'm kind of switching it a little bit, like, do you ever notice that when you don't trust or when you have distrust in an area in your life, you're overprotective mm-hmm. about everything else? Don't come for me. Okay, listen. <laughs> keep going. Listen. Keep going. Listen, now you feel attacked. <laughs> so like there are times that I've I've lost trust in a situation and now I feel like you're coming for everything else. So like I am overprotective and I really don't need to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I, but it goes back to feeling attacked. It goes back to feeling like someone is intentionally doing something. And so I'm defensive, right? And I'm overprotective. And now my time, all my time is going towards like, like hovering over the other things instead of like trying to heal the part that there was distrust or trying to talk it out. And it's this like, it's 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 actually very hurtful because mm-hmm. especially when somebody didn't didn't mean to impact you that way and now you like you won't let them in anywhere you know what i mean yeah and let me just let me just say this i absolutely understand the person that's like yeah you hurt me and you did something intentional and i i'm cutting you off now right i respect that i'm yeah. not telling you how to receive that i'm talking about family or like spouses there's times you have to like we get into these like defensive modes and it's it's scary and it hurts the relationship and yourself have you ever experienced that yes (laughs) jasmine is tired of me all these questions you guys should see the way she's looking at me she's so She's rude. I love her, but she sucks. I'm just kidding. She's the best, as you know. Man, (laughs) I think I'm going to actually make a declarative statement. I know in my life, (laughs) let me stop saying I think, I know in my life, the closer you are to me and some there's distress that happens, I am hyper- protective Mm. like because you've been so personally involved in so many things in my life like how can I in a way my mind's like how can I not think of you in all the things because you've been there you've been through it all you've seen me cry over things you've you know seen me hurt you've seen my my joy in it you've seen the good times you've seen so many things and so it's like the closer you are to all the things in my life and there's you know wherever the distrust happens I'm like, how do I keep you out of every single thing? Like, Mm. I know I have been hurt by a family member and I have blocked them on every single 
thing because I'm like, you do not, I don't trust you. You don't get access to anything. They don't care about my Instagram story. They don't care about, you know, any posts, Mm -hmm. but like in my head, I'm like, you don't get anything (laughs) and I'm protecting it. You don't get to, my friends are not your friends and like catty, petty stuff, like just our petty pact is serious. Listen, the petty pact is real. (laughs) We go, listen, me and Jasmine gonna die with the petty pact. Y'all don't even know. Right. And we know that other people have petty packs too. So don't act like you don't have one because we know it, and it's okay. It's necessary, you know, sometimes, but you know, I, I say all that to say like, for me, the closer in proximity or the closer that somebody is to my heart, that's where the more protection, you know, comes into play that, and I guess it's more of like, you're not allowed that's where my walls go up or you know where I want to keep people out because it's like if I can't trust you anymore but that I don't know I think I'm still processing your question <laughs> that's we, we know you're saying great things and it's so real and the reality is that um we're in a place I guess both of us are in different places of trust and different levels of it um just because you know I am I'm, like I said I'm married and you know, you are happily singled. And, um, you know, for me, you know, kind of like what I explained late earlier is like the whole trust is like, you know, lost in buckets and gained in drops. And like, that is so true in a marriage. And I'm sure there's so many people that can speak to this in like long relationships and marriages is that um, it's not that you won't, you don't want to work on it with the partner. It's that it's going to take a minute because it's hard for me not to take that personally. It's hard for me not to, to think that you did that intentionally Mm -hmm. or that you weren't thinking of me in that moment, whatever that, that, that danger trust zone, you know, that, that danger to trust happened. Um, And so what I love about this conversation is that we've been able to be honest about what our struggle is with trust and where we would like to improve. Yeah. Um, And honestly, how hard it has been to improve I'm not where I want to be, but if y'all would have seen me 10 years ago, right? When I first mm-hmm. got with my husband, <laughs> when I first got with my husband, it would have been a different thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate, you know, you being open and I appreciate you um, sharing this space with me where you, you can, you can allow yourself to be exposed and attacked by me. Um, hopefully she doesn't like throat check me when I see you guys, <laughs> but um, it's, 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 it's well appreciated because I know a lot of people feel the same that we do or feel differently, but we, you know, these are relative um, topics and questions. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm just so grateful of that. And I mention this often is like, I learned so much from your relationship with my uncle and, you know, even I, majority of my friends are married and I know that trust, they, they say that they learn the most about trust. Mm-hmm. At, you know in marriage and I'm not there yet so I'm always like so curious and I'm grateful that um you prompt questions that I don't think about but I know they're questions that came out of your marriage because these are things that you you know have learned so mm-hmm. I'm super grateful to also just like share the space with you to outwardly process and you know I'm hopeful as always that this just like sparks more conversation I know that um for myself I think through this conversation I learned about myself that <laughs> I will give my trust and my heart will go with it. Mm. And that's why trust is hard for me because Mm. my heart goes there as well. So 
Um, that was my revelation of this episode, and I'm really glad that I had it because now <laughs> I think that I'll be able to move forward in whatever, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. friendship, you know, co-workship, yeah. you know, and have a little bit more awareness about it. Yeah, man, this is great. Well, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for just all your support. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we would love your feedback. Um, we would love your reviews and comments on our podcast platforms. Um, and just thanks again, guys. We appreciate you. See you next week. <laughs>